1: Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast, episode 31. We got a jam-packed episode for you this week. And as always, I'm your boy, Hirsch, and with me is the hype man, Wes. What's good? And CJ, the man, McCann. What's going on? Yes, sir, Gator Nation. We got a little recruiting to talk about, some coaching news, finally, uh, (laughs) some spring practice notes. And of course, around the bases with CJ later in the show. So, guys, make sure you go out there, get this podcast and download it wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're new to the channel, check out our YouTube channel and give it a subscribe and like the video and hit that notification bell so you get a notification anytime we upload new content so y'all don't miss a single episode. And as always, guys, if you'd like to support us as creators, check out our Patreon, respect our decision. We appreciate that so much. And before we get into it, guys, make sure you go and check out our partner prize picks. Use our code RESPECT100 to get your deposit matched up to $100. Daily Fantasy, man, it's that time of year. Hey, NBA, MLB, March Madness, and even a little uh, uh, CJ is real excited for the XFL, man. That's his, that's his bag. XFL. <laughs> he hates Go help, go help the Rock out. <laughs> <laughs> needs All right, money, Gator man. Nation. We're going to jump right into some recruiting news, man. Uh, spring practice kicked off Saturday. We had a slew of visitors in here, both 2024 and 2025. Headlined, of course, by five-star quarterback DJ Lagway out of Willis, Texas. Um, not a whole, whole lot of news coming out of these visits. Uh, this is just kind of how it goes, you know, kids coming in and out, checking out practice, hanging out with the staff, getting to know some of these coaches if they haven't, you know, got to know them yet. Staff's really trying to keep a lot of this stuff right now kind of under wraps. You're not seeing a whole lot of news come out of there from anybody. Um, There's some stuff out there that right now is just not that, you know, the staff doesn't want out there trying to work some, uh, committed guys under the radar and things of that nature. But by all you know, accounts, the visits went good this weekend, and they'll have a whole new batch of visits starting this weekend. Actually, the first big visit will start tomorrow as uh, IMG five-star David Stone steps into town. Uh, I'm, he's number 12 in the own three rankings currently, recently visited Texas A&M. He's been favored to Oklahoma for a while now, but he's originally from Oklahoma. As you know, most of these IMG kids aren't just from Florida. They're from all over the country. So he's been favored there for a while now, but obviously he hasn't visited, I believe, since uh, November. You remember you, said you were telling for the show, CJ?
2: Yeah, November, November of last year.
1: Yeah, so... Kind of a wide open recruitment is what it sounds like. There's even been some predictions, I believe to Michigan state out there for the kids. So I could be a recruit just like we saw last year with Samson, Oklahoma, where, you know, you get in there, do what you got to do, show him some playing time maybe and see what, what happens. I mean, you, you you go with the old adage, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So clearly the guys are, you know, they're going to bring in the, the high rated prospects here and see what they can do. Any. Any thoughts on that, guys?
0: Yeah, I would love to see our two offensive line coaches snag a big fish. You know, um, we did uh, flip one from Florida State last year, but I mean like a premier top 50 offensive lineman, especially tackle. Um, This guy is projected to be a tackle uh, in college, and I just want one of those guys, somebody that, you know, next year – Uh, You can plug in and play. I mean, Austin Barber, I think Austin has another year, if I'm not mistaken, or or could have. He's solid. I love Austin. Um, I'm just projecting for his backup when he does leave because he played right tackle last year, and hopefully I think he may switch over to left tackle. We'll get into that later. But to to, to be able to snag a premier uh, big guy uh, to come in and can possibly start day one is something that this offensive line duo uh, needs to pull.
1: CJ, any thoughts?
2: Uh, I mean, the main thing with it is, is even, you know, whatever happens to me, just, just get them on campus. Just see what happens. I mean, that's, that's the main thing. You know, it's never over with till so you get them on campus and see where they're at. You know, you got to take the chance. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to just say, ah, I don't look like he's going to come here. So we don't want him on, we don't want to even try. That's, that's not the mindset you want to go in with. These kids make up, you know, decisions on whim. You get them here. And they really like it, and they see all the pretty things. They can change their mind really fast. So, you know, I'm all for it. Just get these guys on campus as much as you can and try to sell the vision here. Make sure you get your other elite prospects in there and let them kind of, you know, do what, like, Lagway's doing now, trying to help, you know, recruit for the next class. So, I mean, that, that's kind of where my mindset is. I mean, we, we have the visitors this weekend. So, you know, just keep getting them back. It's still early. We just started March. Um, like I said, I don't think you're going to see anything really, really heat up till post spring game, anyway. Yep. So, I mean, just just get these guys on campus, see where the head's at, kind of make decisions that way, and just see what what they'll do. I mean, you you never know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of these guys are going to be seeing Florida for the very first time, so keep that in mind. You know, not all of these kids have have been to the swamp or been to Florida before and seen the new you know, center and everything that goes along with that. So you're you're selling a lot of these kids from scratch. So
0: Yeah, I think what, he's what, he's visiting LSU this weekend too as well. So yeah, he's just doing his, his tour.
1: He's a little on the light side. He's 270 right now, but he's also hasn't even started his senior year of high school. So I, you, you'll probably see him bulk up between now and then. And then obviously once you get him into an SEC condition and, you know, program he's going to put even more weight on so that doesn't alarm me uh shifting a little bit this afternoon or earlier this today you had Blake Alderman made kind of a a stir make putting in some crystal ball predictions Blake Alderman of course of uh 24-7 Gators Online putting in some predictions for a few players and there's a lot of people up in arms about this right now based on where they're ranked none of them are what you would say uh top 250 kids currently, but we're going to talk about a couple of them and then, you know, maybe just say, let's, let's give this a little bit of patience, if you will. First one on that list, defensive end Kendall Jackson from uh Buchholz, which, you know, right there in Gainesville, uh three-star defensive end, number 500 overall in the composite been favored to the Gators for quite a while now. Actually, he's, He's one of those kids that I'm actually surprised probably hasn't tried to commit already. And maybe he has. That's another thing you don't really know right now is just because these kids are getting crystal balls, doesn't mean that they're going to be allowed to commit to the university of Florida. If they picked up the phone. Uh, I think people get way ahead of themselves with some of these crystal, you know, with these project predictions, this is just one writer's opinion, or maybe what a kid has told him, Oh, I want to commit to Florida. You know, that's all good and well, but, when you pick up and call Billy Napier and say, sir, is it okay if I commit? Billy might say, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's hold off on that for a minute. We're, we got a few other irons in the fire. Um, the next one on the list is another guy that the Gators have been after. I know pretty much for a while now, safety Jarvis boat, from Clearwater four star safety number 400 overall in the composite. Kind of crazy that we're saying, you know, number 400 overall, still a four star, but, that's how it works. Uh guys, any thoughts on those first two? CJ? Um I kind of like
2: what you were saying. I, I'm not gonna go crazy over Crystal Ball. And even if they even if they do commit, let's say they do commit and you guys are worried about their start ranking. We saw this last year where Florida would take lower ranked guys like Jakeem Jackson, like Deshawn, like uh, Sharif Denson. I mean we took Tyree Patterson and we took Creed Whittemore. And all those guys either jumped up the rankings as the season went or they got cycled out of the class. So there's a president there. That's kind of what they do. It's like, okay, we'll take you now. Uh, We'll see how you progress. You improve because we like what we see so far. And a lot of times if they're right, then you're going to stay in the class. You're going to go up the rankings. And if they weren't right and they were wrong, they're going to tell you, eh, we got somebody else. Maybe you need to start looking somewhere else. So, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to put too much stock into a crystal ball anyway, because, you know, that's just one, you know, these things change like crazy. We've got kids with crystal balls all over the place that, you know, there are old crystal balls that never worked out. So I'm, I'm not going to freak out over it. I think Jarvis boat, right. Would be a fine addition in, in any way though, because we need safeties and the staff has been on him for a while. So they obviously like something they see. So, I, I would take him. It wouldn't hurt my feelings a bit if he committed tomorrow. So, I mean, and, and then, of course, you got the kid from Buckles. That's a local kid. He probably, you know, grew up dreaming to be a Florida Gator. It's probably what he wants to do. And if the opportunity presents itself, he's probably going to take it. So, no surprise there.
1: Wes, any thoughts on that?
0: <clears throat> um, Yeah, to, to echo a little bit what CJ was talking about, I mean, last year we were leaving for LeBlanc. It was a trio with Le, Le, LeBlanc. Um, i about to say Will Norman, uh, uh, Walker, and Jakeem Jackson was the third uh, of, of that trio, and he was rated so far down, people were like, why are we recruiting him, not trusting Corey Raymond? And he shot up past those guys, and he was the one guy that we got out of that trio. And, and everybody loved Jakeem Jackson now, but when they were like, well, "Is Corey Raymond washed? We heard all this stuff about Corey Raymond being washed, and then all these schools started coming after Jakeem uh, as he continued to shoot up the rank because it was ridiculous. So I'm gonna in Corey Raymond uh, to your point about Right, how the staff has been on him for a while. Um, I'm going to, now that Corey Raymond has the, the entire secondary uh, as his, as his, uh, his baby, uh, I'm a, whoever he recruits at safety and corner, I'm, I'm fine with until proven otherwise. So I'm fine there. Um, don't really know much about these kids yet so I can't tell you um, as far as in-depth details about you know what I saw in film uh when they start to commit or I see that uh like Blake is already kind of crystal balled into her, that they think they, they, something we have to dive into it eventually if they're going to be some guys that uh that's on our board like that so can't give that type of uh uh analysis but I'm going to trust in the staff right now because they showed last year it was like what twenty to two ratio blue chip ratio yeah, so I mean what are we talking about here
1: um the other two prospects that were crystal balled by Blake today one is Josiah Davis, who's a safety out of Georgia. Um, I don't have a lot of information on him yet. Still, still doing a little digging on that one. The fourth guy, though, I do want to talk about real quick before we move on is receiver Kevin Levy out of um, West Palm Beach. Goes to Cardinal Newman, uh, six foot, 170 right now. But as you saw with the receivers we took last year, also heavily involved in track. So a guy that I think they see as probably another speedster piece, uh, you see that this staff has really gone after these, you know, smaller than we got used to under, obviously the Mullen era Receivers faster, able to make something happen in space. So right now he's currently ranked 628th in the composite, uh, Going back to what we just said about the other two, Jackson and Boatwright, not going to get too much, you know, not going to get too upset about it right now. A, they haven't committed, so so it's nothing to even a prediction by one person is is just that it's a one person making an educated guess by either what they've been told by a prospect, you know, um, and it could happen. All four could be Gator commits in a month or two. Or none of them could be Gator commits, so it's just fair. It's just the wait and see. Let's let these kids go to camps, get evaluated, maybe even play their senior year of football before we make all these judgments.
2: No, 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 no. no. no I mean. That.
1: You know, it's not like they have ten, at least ten more games of football to play. No. you know, or some camps
0: to visit and go. Recruiting kids,
1: evaluations, as we know, is an ongoing process. They wow. haven't been to their senior prom yet. We're yeah. they ain't even taken their senior pictures yet, and we're any no class no, rings, nothing. Man. And I, but I get it, Gator Nation. I understand what the general consensus is. Oh, this is what we saw FSU doing, and and so and so doing. All I urge is that maybe you just wait and see and judge. Like we said, the evaluations last cycle were spot on on pretty much everybody across the board. Um, So let's just wait and see how these kids rise and if they even end up being Gator commits before we, you know, we're ready to throw the whole towel in. But that's all there really is right now for recruiting guys. Like we said, more visits coming this weekend. Uh, should be a lot more news coming out each and every day of spring practice. It just, that's how things move, man. It's going to be fast, kids just coming in and out. And then as we get more news, we'll be talking about it and we'll try to break down as many kids as we hear about that have the potential to be Gators in the future. So, guys, with that being said, let's talk a little bit of coaching news. The uh, Billy Napier finally made a hire this week, and that would. Even though the guy was already on staff, it was more of a promotion than a hire, I guess we'd say. And that would be uh, Russ Calloway was named the tight end coach. Russ Calloway, of course, was already on the staff as a defensive analyst, but is very much an offensive mind. I uh, believe he was the offensive coordinator, I believe it was at S- Sanford before. Sanford. Sanford. Yes. And put up ridiculous numbers in that position. Uh, also worked at LSU. I believe as ai I I don't know what he was at LSU if he was a graduate assistant or, or an analyst but he was obviously there um a couple of years back so the kid's very well thought of I believe he's he's thirty five years old so very another young energetic guy I I like the move to I I like the hire at first I didn't I I had CJ can attest to this at first I was very eh and then I did a little reading. Because, you know, knee-jerk reactions are always fun. And as I read, I was like, you know what? This kid's got a lot of potential. Once again, you know, not trying to sit here and sell you a, a bill of false goods. But but if you read the guy's resume, there's a lot to like about him. Wouldn't you say, uh, CJ? Yeah, I mean,
2: here's here's the thing. We're going to keep his perspective. It's a tight end coach. <laughs> No, no, I I can't remember the last time somebody made a splash hire at tight end coach Tim Brewster. Tim Brewster, and we saw how that worked out. It didn't. <laughs> so, it, it, just give it a minute. Let's see what he does. He's got a good pedigree. He coached at Sanford. He had a great offense at Sanford. Put up a lot of points. Put up more yards on FSU than they put on them when they played each other. I. And he was the offensive coordinator. He coached uh, Duck Hodges, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's just give him a minute. Let's let's see what he could do. He's got a good pedigree. They trust him. It's a tight end coach. There's no reason. To, <laughs> there's no reason to freak out over a tight end coach. We're not going to win or lose a national championship because of a tight end
1: coach. Wes, your thoughts on the tight end coach?
0: Yeah, like you said, he was a, he was a defensive analyst, and you see that a lot of times with. Uh analysts, they may be on the other side, they, they come from one side of the ball. They may be able to, uh, they are analysts on the other side to be able to help the defensive uh, coordinators because they have so much experience being offensive side. line. So yeah, yeah. Good so, call. So Good call. that, that didn't bother me one bit. Um, and like CJ said, it's, it's a tight end coach. This is not going to make a breakout program. Uh, it's not that big a deal as maybe as say Armstrong being a defensive coordinator, uh for our team so i don't think people should dig too much into it his job will be mostly recruiting and going wherever Napier needs him to go when it his he needs to have communication skills because he's going to be a part of some places where he may have to go because the head coach can't go the wide receiver can't coach can't go or to team up with the running back coach and go somewhere else so that'll be the nature of his job and he just needs to teach uh the tight ends to 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 Uh, and I'm pretty sure the office line coaches work with tight ends as far as blocking and that stuff. So um, I'm not bothered by this. His job is going to be mostly to recruit and and we'll see what he does in in that position.
1: Like I said, I I really like the move to continue to keep the staff young, a lot of under 40 guys. I mean, that's just, you like the young energy. Um, Now, as far as it goes for the, Wide receiver coach position. We still don't have a, a guy. Uh, Billy is, if you believe all the reports, is interviewed up to about 10 guys by now. But there is a hot name, you know, in the box. And that right now is uh, Phil uh, McGeehan. I believe I said that right. I don't know if I did or not. And if I didn't, I apologize. I've never actually heard his name pronounced anywhere. 43 <laughs> um, year old. Uh, coach, formerly with Colorado, he was not retained by Dion when Dion took the job there. But the man's been coaching for a hot minute. He was at USF from 2009 to 2011, so he knows the Florida area. He worked for the Dolphins. He was a wide receiver coach for the Chargers. So the man's got a fairly decent resume. I do not know, obviously, with him being just at say at, at USF, what his Recruiting, you know, look like I, I saw some of his recruits at Colorado and based on what Colorado was as a program, not terrible. But, you know, he's going to be expected if he is the hire to to recruit at a much higher level at the University of Florida. And he's got a lot to live up to after what Coach Colbert did in just a short time. Thoughts on that, cut guys? Wes?
0: Um, this is uh, the position i most... Well now I don't say most, but I, I'm I'm I, I need to I need to see what we do here. Um to me it's a key position for our team because we're we're University of Florida. We 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 should get good receivers and we I know everybody's tired of our receivers leaving to go uh play at Ohio State uh for, for Heartline. So uh this is the position I wanna see what Bill and now he's doing his due diligence. He's not rushing anything, he's trying to find the right guy. I know he knows it's a problem, too, with our receivers leaving the state. So I'm just waiting patient like everybody else. I I know you mentioned a guy who who may be uh, the front runner right now. Um, But I'm hoping we can do something big here because we need to start keeping these guys uh, in the state of Florida. And in case he was a good guy at doing that, the three receivers that we have coming in now, we all love all three of those guys. So um, big shoes to follow for whoever steps into those shoes
1: absolutely c j
2: uh i mean the guy the guy, if you dig like into his actual resume and you just something like oh, that's a wide receiver coach at Colorado, what the heck, but you look at him, he was a wide receiver coach with the chargers with the dolphins with east carolina and u s f um if you look at his best recruits, they all come from the Tampa area while he was at u s f and this is two thousand and eleven u s f this isn't you know. Even current-day USF, this is, you know, not, not a great USF squad. Um, so it's kind of it was kind of hard for him to recruit there. But he did a pretty good job based on the list that I've seen, the guys that he's recruited. Had a couple all, of
1: four-stars, yeah. Right, out of that you area.
2: know, good, good players out of, out of the Tampa area. I'm sure he's God still got – God knows we con- need
1: Tampa connections. <laughs> Man, and, and
2: that's what I'm saying. If he's still got connections in Tampa, now, you know, you're not going to get big five-star wide receivers to come play at USF. It just it ain't gonna happen. You're you're fighting too many too many battles, especially in 2011. We were still hot. Florida State was getting hot. You know, Alabama was coming down to Miami and Tampa and taking kids. So I'm 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 willing to give him a chance. The guy's got a pretty good pedigree. You when, when you work in the NFL and you coach NFL wide receivers, obviously you you know what you're doing to get to that position. So I would be fine if that was the hire. I mean, I understand it's not gonna not going to shoot up anybody's charts and we're not going to jump up and down and be so excited. But I can remember kind of a similar reaction to Kyrie Colbert getting hired. Um, oh, I, I mean, definitely can remember that. I mean, you know, everybody, we hired Kyrie Colbert and everyone's like, I don't know, his recruiting isn't that great. It doesn't look like he recruited that well at USC. And, we, I mean, you got to give the guy a chance. Let's let's see how he can recruit if he gets here. That That's the main thing. We've got to give a guy a chance to get in here and do what he wants to do. Um, And, again, this will be his first big-time Division I football team that he'll be coaching outside of, you know, the NFL. So give him a chance to coach the, you know, SEC team. You know, you convince a lot of kids to come to your school just because they're going to play for the SEC teams.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely, um, you know, I'm not over the moon sold on the guy yet, but I'm willing to give him a chance if he is indeed the guy, uh, you know, Based on the other names I've seen that have been interviewed, he's he's definitely not way down the list of those guys. So, <laughs> um, one other coaching note, sadly, to pass along if you haven't heard already, is a uh, analyst Jamar Cheney was hired away yesterday by Western Kentucky to be their own field outside linebacker coach. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Jamar Cheney, If you've been under recruiting rock, if you just don't follow recruiting, that's that big. Um, Jamar Chaney was probably one of the best recruit. No, it isn't a probably. Jamar Chaney was one of the best recruiting coaches on this staff. Um, Now, I know a lot of people will say, well, why wasn't he? Why didn't we hire him to be if he's so good? Jamar Chaney has never been an on-field coach and had, Kind of let it known through through channels, I mean obviously we don't know what kind of conversations he has with Billy Napier and company that he didn't want to be an on field coach up until now but here's here's the snag: your first opportunity is not probably going to come at the University of Florida to be an on the field coach. It's just not generally how that works um not not outside linebackers. Now, obviously, we're just hiring Russ Callaway to be our tight ends coach, but that's a different. It's a different ball game, like we talked about a second well, he, ago.
2: But he'd been an on-field coach, though. I mean, that, that's not-
1: you're correct. You're correct. I'm thinking. I, that's right. At Sanford, I'm thinking, obviously, at bigger schools, and that got me off track on that. Um, but Jamar Cheney has was at Mississippi State. He had been at Florida previously. Great recruiter, but. Was not going to get his first on the field job at Florida without proving himself. Now, it may be a situation where he goes, he does great, and Florida comes back around one day. Maybe Mike Peterson's not here, or may, you know, moved on to better pastures, and they offer him the job, and he shoots right back. But as of now, I hate to say it, this is this to me is one of the biggest losses of this offseason because Cheney was an absolute killer in recruiting. Uh CJ, thoughts? Uh oh. You frozen. CJ CJ's having some technical difficulties. CJ? All right. All right we're good. We're good. I'm good. <laughs> thoughts on Chaney leaving? Um
2: I hate it, but <laughs> I, I I I don't think it's just Florida not wanting him to be an on-field, co- I don't think he wanted to be an on-field uh, on-field coach at Florida, not yet at least. I think that he probably wanted to go somewhere else and see if you know get better and maybe come back and take a bigger job. He might have the end game of going back to Mississippi State at some point or something like that, and wants to you know try to be an on-field coach somewhere. And this is this would be a tough, tough first job if that's what he was going to take. I mean, if if that's where he ended up, you know, if it's like your first job as an on-field coach is at the University of Florida, where we're notoriously extremely hard on every position, Coach. <laughs> I mean, that's tough. So I don't blame him for wanting to go to Western Kentucky and, let's say, prove himself or prove it to himself it, that he can do this first before he takes a huge job like this. He can recruit, but that's, you know, that's just part of it, of course. But uh, definitely, I, I think that uh, I think that that's the main thing. I, I, I'm going to miss him. He was a great recruiter for us, great guy by all accounts, and I hope he comes back around at some point.
0: You're muted. You're muted. Um, there you go. Muted. All,
1: right. all right. Yeah, like I was all about right, to say go. there. Um, let's not mistake it. This wasn't an NFL team or an, or an SEC team that came and poached this guy away. This was Western Kentucky, so that 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 speaks volumes to that situation. Wes, thoughts before we move on?
0: Yeah, um, to me, if you rank all the the coaches who who just left, uh, I think we had four tight end, wide receiver, defense coordinator, and now him. He's second behind KC. Uh, in my opinion, he was that valuable behind uh, the scenes. Uh, if, if you follow recruiting, like Hirsch was saying, uh, if you haven't been on the Rock, if you see a lot of recruits mention this guy, like a lot, like the majority, vast majority of our recruits mention Jamar Chase. So in that aspect, it, it, it's, it's huge, in my opinion, uh, as far as loss. But, but to Hirsch's point, we don't know the type of on-field coach he is to say, okay, we go. I heard some people say we should get rid of Mike Peterson and put him there. Hell no! Are y'all crazy? I mean, he's good behind the scenes, but Mike P is a, is 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 a dude. He's a good coach. You don't just fire Mike P and say we're going to put Cheney there. And everything <laughs> we heard before that was Cheney didn't want to be on the field coach. I think Gator Dave had something out today to, to, to kind of dispute that, saying that he didn't say that. Uh, who knows? Maybe he just, like CJ was saying, he wanted to say, you know what? I'm, I want this new challenge. I want to try this. Uh, I'm going to take this new opportunity to see if I can get my feet wet and see if I can do this on the field as well. And then maybe he, he circles back around. Who knows? But uh, it is a huge loss in my opinion.
1: And don't forget, guys, analysts don't make a whole, whole lot of money. I mean, it's it's not some great, you know, where you, you don't work a lot of hours, so you don't make – I mean, these guys work a bunch of hours doing what they do for not a lot of pay so he undoubtedly probably got himself a raise by taking this job as well all right guys well we're gonna fire out a little spring news at y'all real quick i mean we've only had one week here of spring practice so there's not a whole whole lot out there other than just a few notes you see from watching some videos that have been posted from practice and a few people that have been at practice that have maybe shared their opinion. Uh starting at the top, Graham Mertz and Jack Miller are right now kind of splitting reps at first team quarterback. I believe pretty much everyone expected that to happen. I'm um, Jack's been in the system now going on year two. So it's it's we, we all pretty much assume it's Graham Mertz's position to lose. But right now, you know, Billy's going to do the right thing and let Jack go out there and compete, give it, give him every opportunity to compete for this job. Uh, I will say that most videos I've seen of Graham Mertz so far have looked pretty sharp. Obviously, you're throwing mm-hmm. on the air. You're not, you know, going against defenses in any of these clips that I've seen, but he's putting good zip on the ball. I mean, I've seen a couple of bad passes, but it's early, and that's what you're going to see in spring practice, guys knocking the rust off, you know, Getting out there throwing it around, nothing, nothing really newsworthy there though. I mean, we all kind of expect that. Uh, one, one bit of newsworthy, at least to me, Sharif Denson working with the uh, stars and safeties in practices this week. So that kind of gives a little bit of idea where they're seeing Sharif trying to play next year. And we and we had talked about this many times that a lot of these guys had flexibility, uh, Sharif and um, DeJean and got kids like that, that could play possibly multiple positions. So Sharif, definitely athletic enough. Uh, star is by far one position that is not settled. So you could see the freshman absolutely maybe push to get a little PT this year if he shows out. Uh, Andy Jean looks like a, a veteran on the field already. I know we've already heard a lot of hype around Andy Jean. He's 200 pounds. He's he's running, you know, great numbers. Uh, if you look at the videos of him already in camp, this kid runs crisp routes. He's got wiggle, makes good catches, uh, looks the part body-wise. Obviously, we we're saying he weighed 200 pounds, but he, Andy Jean's going to play football this this upcoming season at the University of Florida. I don't think anybody's got any doubt in that. Um, tight end Arles Boardingham looks like he's going to be a problem. Uh, as we know, he spent most of the last year injured, didn't get a chance to play. Big-time kid, going to be playing tight end. Uh, just from all accounts, unguardable. I mean, we'll have to see when they actually put on the pads and things like that. And he has to prove he can stay healthy. But um, there's there's optimism at the tight end position this year in, in Arnold's boarding him. And then, as per a press conference this morning by Rob Sale, it looks like that as of right now, Alabama transfer, Damian George is slotted to play right tackle, be your starting right tackle as of today. And spring training. So basically, what we pieced together from Rob Sales' press conference, Gator Dave put this out this morning offensive line from left to right of uh, Barber, Mazuka, Kingsley, Leonard, and George as of right now. Guys, what are your thoughts on on these spring notes? Uh, Wes, you can go first.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I, I heard Devin Moore is looking spectacular at corner. I heard uh, that as well. I,
1: sorry, I should have left. I shouldn't have left that out.
0: No, you're fine. Coming back from injury, <laughs> he has to, like you say, prove that he uh, can stay healthy as well. But him and Marshall seems to be the corners. And, and by all accounts, Devin Moore is a monster out there. So, uh Looking forward to see our corners play better. We kind of thin and safe. I think uh coach mentioned that at his presser. So it's gonna be interesting to see who's you know who's behind uh Mitchell and Kamari Wilson. Um love the news on Arliss uh at tight end. Heard uh that he's a not a cow pitch type. So look for that. He's in more be the mold of a Jordan Reed. Not seeing he's Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed had some wiggle uh <laughs> that I've never seen I, as a Washington fan he played for my NFL team he was just sick with uh his his his, his options route so if, if he's any bit of Jordan Reed uh I'll, I'll love that uh but um is it I these I want everybody to take into account the, the guys in shorts so <laughs> this like this is not pads uh uh anything hitting anything like that so they're in shorts so take everything right now with a grain of salt right now and you know a lot of his pumping but to hear guys looking good is is one is, is, you know some names that, that have been popped off that we've heard about is intriguing is good love that about Andy Jean I think he's going to push Henderson this year uh, at the other wide receiver spot um, I love the, the the first team of the offensive line not really worried about Barber uh, and I'm not even try to pronounce it but mazuga's name over there on the left, left guard <laughs> they're fine I want to see improvement from Kingsley we, we, I'm solid with uh. Leonard and I want to see what George does at right tackle. So I'm good there. Of course, we are new Miller was going to come in and take the first reps. Uh, we'll see if they, if they switch those that are going forward of uh, who takes first team each alternate days, or if they're just going to let Miller take all the first team at what the beginning reps or practice, see how that goes. But I'm, I'm just loving what I've seen so far, but it is. Uh, the everybody's in shorts right now. So
1: CJ, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I don't know if the, the offensive line is, is as settled as it was made to seem yet. I want to see how far we go because, I mean, we got guys like Big Rod Kearney. I don't think he wants to sit on the bench long. I mean, I don't <laughs> think he came in here to sit on the bench. Uh, Keonta Goodwin, I, you know, there were some questions about how good a shape he was in coming in. So we'll see with him. He might, you know, he's probably trying to get in game shape. And I'm sure by the time he does, he's not going to sit on the bench long. Um, I've heard that Kelby Collins looks like he should wear an NFL badge on his Jersey already. (laughs) I like the dude is just, he's just a man amongst boys at this point. So I'm looking forward to him. Arliss. I'm excited for, I try, I sang the praises of Arliss last year while he was injured. I'm like, guys, just wait for this guy to get here because he's going to be unguardable because he's so much bigger and so much faster. You know, it's hard for you to match up man to man with him. So I'm glad to see he's coming along. Um, little bit of note: Max Brown getting some reps at quarterback. Um, Max Brown actually looks like probably the best athlete we have at quarterback, doing things with his legs. So we'll see how he progresses. You know, Not he sure might actually sure. be able. To Not
1: snag sure that's that. much of a stretch.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, but, but still, I mean, he might be looking to snag himself a spot up the depth chart. You know, yes, these sir. guys are going to they're going to compete, and whoever does the best is going to get the job. So, I mean, you were just we're really early right now. Uh, I like what I've seen from Mertz. Andy Jean looks like he's going to start day one. So, I mean, these guys all look great. I'm excited for it. My Zell's had some moments. So let's just, you know, wait. I- I'm here to see the spring game. I think the spring game is going to show us a lot. Give these guys in some pads and let's see what they can really do. And everybody that's been brought in have heard nothing but, you know, positive things at the moment. Yeah, one, right
1: back. Oh, go ahead, Wes. Go ahead.
2: Ten seconds. Person about
0: for you, you guys know I was big on Frazier's uh, last year. I love Frazier's. Heard he had a particular catch in practice the other day, but I want to see him step up as well and take that next uh, as a a possession type receiver. He's a big body that can be a possession type receiver for us.
1: There's a lot of wide receivers vying for a couple of spots. I mean, we know Ricky's going to hold his spot, but um, Marcus Burks is you know come in and and put a little weight on, but they said it's good weight. I mean, these guys are, I think these guys are taking, the guys that stayed, the guys that wanted to be Florida Gators are starting to show you that they're taking this serious for the first, some of these for the first time in in a year or two. So it'd be interesting to keep watching the progression through spring and how these guys take on, you know, the challenge of, of trying to win some of these roster spots. So, guys, that'll be it for, you know, as far as spring practice goes. We'll keep you updated next week on anything we hear, any encouraging news, disappointing news, any possible, hopefully, knock on wood, no injury news. Um, And hopefully these kids just keep progressing, man. This is what it's all about, these guys out there coaching them up and, and getting them ready. So, guys, with that being said, it's time for Around the Bases with CJ, man. If you didn't know, hey, two out of three from those damn Hurricanes this last weekend. um, Gators baseball team is just knocking the cover off the ball. CJ, let us know what's going on. It's always
2: good when you win a series against a team like Miami. Kevin Kevin O'Sullivan and his boys have owned Miami since he got there, you know, so it's just, you know, par for the course at this point. Um, But, no, Miami's a really good team. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan said that they're much better than their number 22 ranking. And after what I saw from him, I, I think he's right. They've got a bunch of guys out that they could really hit that baseball. Um, and, you know, but we are playing lights out right now as far as swinging the bat. I mean, we, we haven't scored less than six runs in a game. We're one of only two schools to do that. It's us and Wake Forest. That's it. So, so I mean, these guys are putting up runs. You've got Jack Caglione. He's hit 10 home runs now in the season, leading the nation in home runs. We've got a lot of guys on the team that have hit seven that are right behind him, Wyatt Langford, Josh Rivera, uh, Wyatt Langford leading the country and, and runs batted in. We're um, we we have we're top five statistically in almost every hitting category. We're number one in most of them in the SEC. Um, and, again, you got your good stuff from your starting pitchers. We saw those guys play really well again. The sproat, uh Hurston Waldrop had a great game, even though it ended up in a loss, but that's more on the bullpen than it was him. He had 14 strikeouts on Saturday against Miami, which is wild. I mean, you don't see, you know, guys throw 14 strikeouts in a game. That doesn't happen. I mean, you know, you, you got talks of him having he's got probably the best pitch in baseball with his splitter. When that thing's working, it it is really working. Uh and, and of course, Jack Caglion continues to be a beast at both sides, pitching and and hitting. So you know, you got that guy who's just made in a lab. Um, win last night against Florida Atlantic, a much better Florida Atlantic team than people would ever give them credit for. Extremely good team. They've got a actually the center fielder Debose is uh, Andre Debose's cousin, off for of Florida Atlantic. So it was kind of fun to watch him catch yeah, on center field. So. <laughs> Yeah, I saw something today that said he's played uh, 95 games for the Owls so far, and that's still less than Andre Debose played for Florida Gators in football. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, and, and a lot of the ta- a lot of things I've been seeing lately is like the freaking out over the bullpen. The bullpen is extremely talented. Nick DeLatorio has said it multiple times. These guys are not scrubs; they are good players. A lot of these guys had. Really low ERAs coming out of high school. They're mostly made up of redshirt freshmen, sophomores. They've just got to learn. They've got to play. They've got to mesh. You're going to have to give it time. And and the one positive you can look to is there is no other weakness on the team. Your three starting pitchers are great. You're great swinging the bat. You're great fielding. You're great in the infield. You're only looking to one problem on the team, and that's your, your, your bullpen. We saw some rough outings from Brandon Neely, the closer. Uh, Nick De La Torre posted that he was dealing with flu-like symptoms, so he's sick, so that isn't really him. I've seen Neely pitch, you know, last year. He started 10 games for us last year. He's much better than what he's put out there the last couple of games, so I, I, I tend to believe that. Uh, we got a series. We're playing FAU tonight. We've got a series this weekend against Siena. They're college up in New York. I don't. I don't think we've ever played them before, but um, should be an easy. Should be an easy, relatively easy series for the Gators. But it's baseball, so who knows? But um, just keep keeping on with it. We'll get to SEC play shorter uh, shortly. It's going to start to pick up here soon enough. So you guys just keep following along. This is a great baseball team. I told Hirsch, uh, it kind of reminds me like watching the 2021 Atlanta Braves. They just, you know, they can swing that bat. You know, you might get worried when they start sending in the relievers, but you know, they can, <laughs> they can, they can, they can swing that bat. So you guys just keep following along with the Florida Gators again. If you guys have any questions for me during the week, I'd be happy to take them and answer them as best as I can on uh, on the pod for you guys. But that that's pretty much it for this week. What did you rank this offense in the last ten years, CJ? This is the best Florida Gators offense I have ever seen. It, it doesn't come close. I mean, it is it is stupid good. Now Somebody think about
1: come, all the guys that have been on this team, guys. That's why. I mean, I it is
2: it is stupid yeah. good. I've never seen a team put <laughs> up this many runs every week. <laughs> yeah. It it's like they play a game and it, it's disappointing if they score less than 10 runs. Last night they scored 18 runs. I mean I mean, I get a lot of that trying to make up for some of the stuff's going on in the bullpen. That's but,
0: what I was man, saying that that's, that that'll help those young guys grow too.
2: But but if you get the bullpen right and you can score eighteen, who's gonna beat you? Nobody. I mean, if you can, if you can get the bullpen right and you can consistently score that many runs, <laughs> it's I, I don't know what you're gonna do. I mean, you've got guys that are just putting up ridiculous numbers. We've got like four or five batters in the lineup that are swinging almost five hundred in their batting average. That that's ridiculous.
1: Caglione, I'm I'm reading Nick Delatory's feed right here from the game. We're winning one to nothing after three. And um Caglione hit a double to right field 120 miles per hour off the bat.
2: <laughs> dude is dude is I'm telling you, the dude is ridiculous. And and, and one thing about Caglione was to mention the only reason he's playing for Florida, the only reason he's here is because he had to have Tommy John surgery. Otherwise he wouldn't he wouldn't have gone to college. He would be playing in the MLB right now. So you know, we got a guy who should be playing in the MLB that had to come back to college and and he's ridiculous. The story of the year coming in was Wyatt Langford. Wyatt Langford was supposed to be this the next, and he still is, was gonna be the next great outfielder because we produced Jonathan India and Harrison Bader, and now it's supposed to go to you're supposed to put, you know, Wyatt Langford in that conversation. And he could be the best of all of them. When you're talking Judd Fabian, who's with the Orioles, Sterling Thompson, who's with the uh, Colorado Rockies. So I, I'm excited to see what happens from here on out. When I'm telling you, these guys, Josh Rivera has made a tremendous stride. Josh Rivera has is killing it with the RBIs. dude is insanely good. These guys are swaying Kate Cade Curlin is 17 years old and hitting home runs. 17 years old. And it is it looks like a grown man. Insanely good. I'm telling you, this team is so good with the bat. I I don't I don't know how to explain it. If they can get the bullpen situation right, if they can grow and get that situation fixed, I don't see how you can lose with this team. This is insane.
1: Yes, sir. It's 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 good to have a sport right now that we can be this excited about, thank God. <laughs> I mean, so guys, if you're not following Gator Baseball. It sounds like a really great time to jump on board keep up with the guys as CJ said man if you if you live close you know to Gainesville go out there see a game great experience seen a lot of people posting their pictures from taking their family out there already early this season it looks like a great time I'm very envious of myself that I'm not closer and can't uh take my son out to a game hang out just watch these boys smash the cover off the ball all right guys that's gonna do it for our show this week man um not a whole lot else to talk about right now. I hope, you know, but information's always coming. So next week we'll have another jam-packed episode for you. CJ will break down the week's going zones with the baseball team. We'll talk about spring and any recruiting news that, that drops during the week. Uh, CJ, you got anything else you want to add before we drop it to Wes?
2: No, you guys just make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube. It helps us out a lot. Check out the Patreon. That helps us out a lot. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter uh make sure you follow me on twitter you follow wes on twitter follow Hirsch on twitter you know conversate with us you know ask us questions through the week keep the momentum going we'd love the feedback if it's good or bad just tell us something as long as you're telling us something let's know you're listening
1: yes sir and we're going to be dropping the new part of the people episode probably saturday we'll probably have that out on youtube for y'all saturday so y'all can uh you know chill on the weekend and take a look at us three ugly guys and Answer y'all's questions. So if you haven't, I know West got it lined up. Never mind, my bad. <laughs> um, so guys, if you haven't already, check out our uh, the questionnaire on Twitter and Facebook about the questions for pod of the people. Any questions you'd like to send in for us, and uh, we'll try to answer those for you on the pod, including our community question that we put out late earlier today. Mount Rushmore of SEC backs, guys. Give us your opinions. We'd love to hear them. West, take us home, man.
0: Yes, sir. CJ, did you put that on uh, the Facebook? Do I need, or you want me to? Or are you just doing that, just a Twitter thing? I don't you want know. put, no, put it on too. We'll I, have that I'd on, love Facebook you put it on, on Facebook for y'all tomorrow. Okay, gotcha. All right. So I would do that again, like the guys said, please subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, like, and make comments. And also, our product, people, is exclusive. So if you listen to this on Apple or iHeartRadio or whatever, our, uh, part of the people that we take your fan questions, and answer those that's strictly to YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to that so you can get that on this weekend. Uh, again, this is a podcast that support our troops. So we want to thank you all out there that uh, that are serving or have served. Uh, if you have any questions for us, please hit us up. Let us know. We'll try to uh, answer those questions for you as far as benefits.
1: And just like that, man, I'm I'm, I'm
0: back. I'm, I apologize for now. <laughs> But uh we we appreciate you guys when you hear from us later on this week. Uh and go gators. Go gators, guys.
1: Go we'll gators. catch you next week.